welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 24, Thanks, I'll Walk. I'm TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How are you today, Anastasia? Uh, eh, I mean, also, like, also, C, C back, minus. Back, back off your mic a little bit, or turn right. down your gain, one or the other. <laughs> but yeah, C minus, I mean, it's better than shit-tastic. Yeah, I guess, I just turned my gain down, is that better? Yeah, that's way better. Um, alright, let's fucking get right into this shit. Uh... Our beer number one today is part of a double feature of Stoneface. We were going to drink um, Treehouses since most of this episode is going to be talking about Treehouse, but shit happens. So, beer number one. Thanks. I'll walk. Three, two, one, crack. Didn't spray myself at all. Nice. And I did no fucking homework for this episode, so I don't even know what kind of what type of beer this is. Looking at it, I'm gonna guess something in the IPA or pale ale range. There's a little sludge at the bottom, FYI. I mean good sludge or bad sludge. I would go with bad sludge. Oh, that's a two four. That's unfortunate. So it's a New England IPA with Mosaic, El Dorado, and Citra hops. It's pretty decent, actually. Let us see. I forget what, like, I, I, I know I looked it up on Untapped before. I don't remember what its average rating is, but I don't know. I think it's pretty decent. I mean... You'll find out when you actually taste it after you're done taking a picture. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, has a bit more bite than I would want from a New England. It doesn't have a lot of bite. I mean, I don't disagree that I would want less, but like, it's not egregious. Yeah. I mean, I think that part of the problem with it is can conditioning because that's mm. that's what that flavor is it's coming through yeah yeah there's definitely some yeast in the bottom of it so folks if you buy this one you, yeah. i would probably <laughs> pour it out and like leave the last little bit which is what i did as soon as i started seeing like you know yeast it was like okay stop yeah i would definitely do like a careful pour on this Make sure you don't really agitate the beer inside of it. Um, and then when you're actually pouring it out, don't just don't pour it out as if you're don't pour it out as if you're pouring out like a nitro beer into a glass. Like, take your time pouring this out. And when you start seeing that film appear in it, stop. I still remember the bad experience I had with um, Rogue's Oyster Stout. Mis oh, yeah. Mistake that I will never make again. I think also the the little bit of bite that you're getting is also coming from the uh, the mosaic. Mosaic tends to have a bit more bite to it. 
Yeah, that would make sense. But, I mean, on the bright side, it means that all three of the hops in this are actually coming through really well. Because I can taste the Citra in there, I can taste the Eldorado, and if that bite is what I'm getting from the Mosaic, then yeah, I can taste the Mosaic as well. Yes. My god, I have plenty to talk about. I just gotta keep scrolling. Yep. Just keep scrolling. All right, I got through the definitive stuff last time. No, I'm okay. fairly certain we were at like your My trip treehouse. with yeah your your trip to treehouse with Bruce. Yay! Hi, Bruce. Hey, Dad. Jinx. Um, you called him Dad. It would be weird if I said, "Hey, Dad." Especially in that voice. <laughs> no, in that voice, it would be more weird if I said, hey, daddy. Yeah, you, you, you. Also, so weird that that word has been sexualized so hard in our adult lives. Yeah, I fucking hate it. It's like, it, it's a, I, I feel as an adult who still calls her father that it really squicks me out when people are like, if a guy's like, oh, call me daddy, it's like, no. No, literally no. Like, Fine, then call me Bruce. <laughs> Ew, that's so much worse. <laughs> oh, it'd be all the more funny if they didn't actually know that your father's name was Bruce and just said, call me Bruce. <laughs> you want to see how fast a woman can dry up? <laughs> I know that's not how physiology works, but, you know. All right. On to, like, like a less gross topic of discussion. Beer! Beer! So, I got to go visit Treehouse, like, a fucking month ago, basically, at this point. So, I got Pina King which is a it's king julius steeped on organic freeze-dried pineapple mm, that sounds yes. delicious that was an appropriate noise to make i gave it a 4.5 its average on here is a 4.36 um, that's disappointing obviously people I mean, don't have taste but that's what we're here to give you taste <laughs> 4.36 is not bad dude no 4.36 really isn't that bad and the other beer that round was juice product project juice uh, whatever it's got three j's four yeah three j's and three e's so juice project citra and strata so it's just an it's a it's a relatively new IPA series for them I think um which thus far I've really enjoyed um I have had a I've had a fruited version of it as well cuz it's called Fruit Project but Juice Project is the you know straight up New England style IPA version um 
I thought, you know, again, gave it a 4.5. I thought the Citra and Strata was a really nice combination. I thought it was really well done. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to go wrong with Treehouse IPAs, in my opinion. But now that there's more choice, I tend to steer away from, like, the Green series and probably even the Sap series. Like, I think that the stuff that they've been coming up with, like, later has been an improvement over their original recipes. I, I mean, mean Julius, I think, is the most solid of the originals. Hasn't Sap pretty much been retired at this point? I think Sap's basically been retired. Um, uh, but, like, uh, what's the other one that fucking comes up all the time? The blue can. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the dark blue. Yeah. All I can think of is Doppelganger, and I know that yeah. that's the purple can. <laughs> oh, um, I think Doppelganger is the double version of it. Oh, Either way, okay. those are fine. But again, I, I think that of the originals, Julius is the one that excites me. And like I like that they've been doing a lot of variations on Julius. But again, I think that they've been doing a better job with some of the later stuff. So Yeah, they're honing um, they're honing their craft. Yeah. On that note, I also had Curiosity 118 and a half. So 118 and a half, which also impressive that they've gotten to that far in the Curiosity series, which if you if you guys don't know is kind of their experimental series. I think that that's probably where, you know, something like Juice Project originated mm -hmm. potentially and, you know, they just sort of kind of play with different recipes. So Curiosity 118 and a half is a rendition of Curiosity 118 brewed to amplify the character of an exotic hop that carries beautiful citrus and vanilla notes. Featuring lotus hops and steeped on a mountain of Madagascar vanilla beans, it mm. pours a straw yellow in the glass and smells like an orange creamsicle. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It fucking was, and it absolutely does taste like a creamsicle, even with no orange added. That's like awesome. <laughs> like Lotus is, yeah, a fairly new hop that, you know, I think is seems to have a really interesting flavor and tends to lean obviously much fairly heavy to the orange side of things. But yeah, the combination of that with the vanilla was just fucking spectacular. And I gave that one a 4.5 as well. Now, the last beer was a choice that my dad really wanted to get one of the stouts, which I was like, yeah, it's too hot. I don't want a stout. Folks, hey, man, stouts can he be made fucking a good refreshing. Fucking, yeah, he made a good fucking choice because he got Hold On to Sunshine with Marshmallow. Mm. So Hold On to Sunshine... It gives you no description on untapped. I'm trying to remember. I think uh, is hold on to hold on to sunshine. Is that the the peanut butter one? I, I, I think have so. No idea. Uh, let's find out. Treehouse. Do, 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 do. Yes, it is. It's the coffee, yeah. chocolate, peanut butter. Add in marshmallow to that. Must have been fucking amazing. 
Yeah, I gave it a fucking five. I gave it a five. It definitely deserved it. It was like, um, I don't know. I, I like about as close to perfection as especially their stouts get. Like their stouts are really solid. I'm not trying to knock them there. Like that was just damn good. Like really damn good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty fucking jealous of that. That sounds damn good. Really damn good. And then we finished up the evening at Beer Garden Worcester. And so I tried the I've actually now had it a couple of times, the Charms and Hexes with strawberries and rhubarb from Banded Brewing. Um you know I like them in, you know, in a vacuum. I, I want to support them. They're, they're, you know, they've come up with some interesting stuff. I've not yet found a Charms and Hexes that really blew me away. I think that the fruit character generally does not come through very well, and this was no exception. Like, at best, you're getting, it tastes like a Berliner with, like, a hint of strawberry and rhubarb. But the only reason you can tell that those are the the fruit elements to it is because someone told you. Like, I had a similar experience with um, picnic vise when I was out with my mom the other day, mm. and it's like, oh, it doesn't taste bad. It doesn't really do it for me. But if I didn't look to see that it was like peach and apricot, I'd have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. Which is depressing because I know what that series tasted like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the, the fruit flavors were very distinct. Uh, he's talking about a night shift, by the way, um, in case that wasn't clear. Uh, yes, my mom and I went out to level 99 in Natick and got as far as the bar. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's Yay! got a bunch of, like, interactive physical challenge escape roomy kind of rooms along with, like, a small dave and busters arcade it seems like a pretty cool joint i'd definitely go back uh if i went back i'd want to explore more of the offerings than just sit at the bar and chat with my mom although it was great to just sit at the bar and chat with my mom for like three hours yeah but you could have done that fucking anywhere yeah yeah um yeah i would i would check that out but yeah the uh i had that that was the fir- my first time having that that iteration of Charms and Hexes. I since had it multiple times on a Friday night when I was at Amigos in Portland. Mm. Um, I mean, that was the best thing they had on tap. It was the only sour they had on tap. So it was like, yeah, fuck it. Just stuck with that all night. It was like that or like a Lone Pine basic IPA. And I was like, nah. Oh. I mean, if it was, like, at least OJ, I'd probably go for that. But if no. it's just their basic IPA, then, yeah, I'd go for the Charms and Hexes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. And then the other one that I had that I thought was quite good and was from a brewing company that I've never heard of before i don't where think. the fuck is it florence was... 
that's a good fucking question, man. I'm guessing it's some like if you don't know, it's probably Western Mass. Yeah, I'm gonna like go out on a short limb and guess it's Western Mass, but I have like zero fucking clue. Sorry, I'm looking at your uh, check-ins as well, so I can follow along with you. But this was a yeah. beer from Little Willow Brewing Company out in Florence, Massachusetts. Where Florence is, nobody knows. Some say it only appears in the dead of a moonless night over fog-covered fields. Oh, okay. It, it's when you type in Florence, it comes up as a part of Northampton. Oh, okay. Well, fuck you, Northampton. <laughs> I mean, now that I know that there's like a fucking bar in a train tunnel, I might I might have to hit that. Oh, yeah. If you do that, I want to do that with you cuz I remember hearing about that and that sounds rad. Well, I might go like next week, so cuz site visit Springfield. Ah, let's talk about this off show. Yes. Yes. Um, Indeed. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So that was the end of well, that day. Y- you beer. didn't. You didn't really tell us about the beer at all, or what the beer oh. was. We just talked about oh. like where the fuck is Florence. <sighs> it's a double dry hop, double New England IPA, hopped with Citra and El Dorado hops. And honestly, I thought it was solid. I mean, it's not like mind blowing. I mean, I I would say somewhat along the lines of what I'm drinking right now. It's like it's definitely drinkable. It's just not like, holy shit, this is like one of the greatest IPAs ever. It's solid. I mean, especially like for a, you know, a brewery that I've never heard of and like I would assume is make means that they're you know some somewhat on the newer side uh yeah no solid nice i mean again nothing we drink is crap well nothing you drink is crap i drink a lot of crap (laughs) i sometimes drink crap depending on the situation that's why i was pleasantly surprised to find that amigos had something on tap that wasn't like Actually, no, that's a lie. Amigos always has something on tap that's not complete crap. Because, like, uh, most places in Portland will have, like, like yeah, Lone Pine Lo- Basic local, IPA. Or... Local beers? <laughs> yeah. That's enough. In Por- If you're in Portland, that's enough. Like, a lot of places do a lot better with that than, like, the Boston, you know, yeah. venues. Oh, that was one of the disappointing things. I went to... Um... Went to City Works on Sunday with uh, my mom, my Aunt Holly, my grandmother, my stepfather, um, and, and my cousin Derek and cousin Heather and Heather's um, partner. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing to read there. Nothing at all. But we went to City Works in, in uh, Watertown. Mm-hmm. And they do have a really, they have a vast beer selection on tap. Um, It's just that you've had most of it and it kind of bores you? Yes. Or... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the other part that I had an issue with was uh, you're boasting about having so many 
taps, but you have so few local beers when there's a multitude of beer that if you had any inclination to, you you could get and get good. Yeah. But I don't know if City Works is like a city tap ripoff or if it's a chain itself or, or what. Oh, also their Bloody Marys suck. That oh. they use a pre-made mix that has fucking molasses in it. And it's like, Ew. no, I don't want fucking molasses in my goddamn Bloody Mary. That's disgusting. I don't even like Bloody Marys, and that makes it sound worse. A lot, I'd rather, I, a lot I think I'd rather the, have one with Clamato. <laughs> Clamato. <laughs> uh, a lot of the pre-mixed stuff that considers itself like New England-style Bloody Mary mix has molasses for some fucking reason. Like, like, Ew. like, we don't need more reminders about all the innocent men and women who died in the great molasses flood of, um, fuck, was that like 1897? 1897? It was like late 1800s or early 1900s. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a long time since, uh, shul. <laughs> I wonder if they, if you can still smell the molasses on like a really hot day in the I, I do think that on a really hot day you still can and because i know that you could up until at least like the 70s or 80s but no because we had been there and i don't know if it was something that all of, that everyone could smell but you know i don't i don't care for sickly sweet to begin with and there was definitely a hot day that you and i were walking through the north end and i was like what the fuck is that smell and you were like, what smell? And it's like, I don't know. It smells like sugar death. Yeah. Sticky, stickly, sticky, sweet death. Molasses. The most metal fucking sugar thing. Yeah. Um, also, probably one of the more metal deaths. <laughs> Imagine drowning in molasses. Good song title. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also, yeah. Like, it, the, I mean, the more horrifying part about that one is the fact that, like, there were so many people who, like, survived initially, but, like, died from, like, you know, being injured and untreated slash dehydrated, whatever, because like they could not like the rescue was basically impossible because everything was so sticky and like mm -hmm. you just have like a massive like human and like, you know, debris, buildings, all kinds of crap. Like, so even if you survived initially, there was a good shot that you didn't get rescued because they couldn't fucking get to you. And then it's an even more slow and horrible death. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. Like drowning in molasses or like, it's like, if I'm going to be, if I, if I were in that, it's like, let me go quick. Yeah. And it like, even still like quick for that is submerged under molasses and just breathing that sludge into your lungs until you slowly suffocate. That is the quick option there. Boy, howdy, that sounds like a fucking awful way to die as well. But like, <laughs> I'm not sure that, you know, well, actually, I don't know. In that case, it's like maybe like at least at least if you're dying over the course of like 12 hours from your injuries or some shit like, you know, 
you're not you're feeling pain probably but like you know your natural neurotransmitters will kind of help kick in to make it feel less but you're also not going to be like terrified you're going to be well you might be kind of terrified but it's not i don't know drowning sounds like an a completely awful way to die even though it's a fairly quick way to die just because of that like sheer terror I mean, drowning is up there with burning to death for me. Ditto. Freezing to death now. That's that's a that's, a, that's death, one I can get on. Yeah, like not. it sucks, but I feel like of the three of those, I'd rather freeze to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you can basically go to sleep and just never wake up or you can like wait for the delirium to set in and then let that happen. Uh, January 15th, 1919. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. I know, you're the one who was mostly talking about stuff. Well, here, I'll talk about a thing for a minute. Um, Another beer, just going down the line, that Emily and I had together, because she was only able to get one can of it, goddamn treehouse, was King Smooth. King Smooth being a variation of King Julius that's packed the fuck full of actual banana puree. So it was nanners. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, that one... I thought it was absolutely fucking delicious. I forget what the fuck we rated it, but... Uh, 4.5. Okay. like I gave it a 4.5 at least. I'm guessing that I probably gave it the same. I don't think I would have given it lower than that. But yeah, like it's exactly what you want with a beer that's you like, gave it a yeah, 4.75. It's, oh, cool. Uh, it's exactly what you want with a beer that's like, yeah, it's a fucking banana version of King Julius. <laughs> but like not yeah. artificial banana um, that's gross as fuck. Yeah. And same thing with Pina King. I've now had several variants of King Julius, and I support them. No, I, I like the fruited versions of King Julius, especially because they're not, like, half-assing it. I didn't talk about Hidden Cove at all, did I? I don't think so. Okay. So, that same weekend, that same weekend... No, this was September 22nd. Um, I had to make a trip to Maine, dragged my mother with me, um, ended up going to the food truck park at Cognon's, which is still open. Um, and honestly, like they have some really solid stuff there. I got this like, it was a wrap that was like haddock, um, crab rangoon filling like spicy duck sauce kind of sauce and like you know the like asian slaw um and like sounds fucking awesome it was it was it was it was charis's suggestion and she was absolutely fucking right and yes very much oh man you know what i fucking miss like you just describing that made me think of something else Remember that place that was like the health food shithole in the wall in Framingham that was like next door to like the Gold Star that had that 
big fresh that had that salmon and like dill tzatziki wrap yeah. thing oh man i could go for one of those no shit right they they their shit was amazing and they also did better with tempa than anyone else's tempa i've ever tried oh i forgot about that yeah their tempo was fucking solid too um but anyway it was that's big fresh not to be confused with fresh city fresh city uh, n- not, barely not... exists now oh yeah <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know they still existed at all until, like, my dad and I stopped at, um, like, a rest area, and there was a fresh city in there, and I was like... Oh, I'm not surprised they would still exist in, like, rest stops, especially because all of those were usually uh, franchised, so, yeah, you know, as long as you still pay them something a year, you can keep running it how you want to. Yeah, but that really bomb-ass fucking grilled cheese place that was in that rest area is gone now, so that's sad. Oh, that sucks, because I know exactly which place you're talking about. (laughs) I forget what the fuck its name was. Is it like Cheesy Street or something? It was was something stupid and punny, so that would make sense. (laughs) But it was originally a food truck from... Hartford. So my hope is that like they just couldn't deal with the rent and the and slash the li- lack of revenue during COVID, and they just canned it. And uh, stu- I hope they I hope the food truck's still around because their food was awesome. Anyway, back oh, to man, beer. has Ko already closed? Yes, Ko already closed. Ah, I was hoping to get there one last time. I'm just glad that we that I got us pies one last time. Me too. I think I still yeah. have one in my freezer. Nice. I do not. They didn't last that long. <laughs> God, I miss them. Oh, man. Well, a little love a, letter to KO. It's a reason to go to New Zealand, Australia. Australia. Right. I mean, you can get some pretty solid hand pies in the UK, too. It's just, you know. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> so we it was slightly chilly and also buggy, so we decided to take our food over and eat at Hidden Cove Brewing, which is in Wells. Um, I checked in two different things. Now, here, like, again, making the argument for why you should have a style-specific rating as well. So I gave both of these beers the same rating. But one of them is style specifically much better than the other. So the first one is Fulmination, which is an, a New England style IPA. Um, I didn't think that they executed the style as well as I would like. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't undrinkable, but it wasn't like a super good example of the style. So I mean, that's I, also disappointing given the uh, hops they use. Because, uh, sorry, I'm looking at it right now. And it's Eldorado, Lemon Drop, Mosaic, and Mandarin Bavarian, Bavaria. Which, Mandarin like, Bavaria is usually kind of a cue for, like, you don't know what you're doing with a New England style IPA in my mind. Ah, uh, okay. Mandarin uh, Bavaria is a. I, I would think, I think of that as more of like a. Specifically a Marzen hop. <laughs> Well, a traditional beer style, like German or, you know, English or whatever style beer hop. Like, mm-hmm. 
it doesn't have a lot of the characters that you're looking for for an IPA. <clears throat> so I don't, I, whenever it's like, oh, you put Mandarina Bavaria in there, I'm going to be disappointed by this, aren't I? Unless it's, you know, not a new, not, not an IPA, and then in which case it's like, oh, okay, you probably know what you're doing. Because, like, it can give you a little bit more flavor in something like a Pilsner, I think, than you would get from, you know, I don't know, Fuggles or some shit. But, like, yeah. But where she's going with this is the other beer she had was their Marzen. Merzen. Merzen. I've been yelled at. I Well, I got yelled at once about the pronunciation of this and have pronounced it correctly ever since. So. All right. So. Learning. Merzen. 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 There you go. There's, yeah. So, there's it's a no Merzen. tea in there, damn it. <laughs> G- Look, Germany doesn't care about you and how you, and your dumb feelings, so. Well, it's like how it's Norfolk, not Norfolk. Definitely not Norfolk. Yeah. Anyway. Merzen. Anyway. So. Merzen. It's, it was, honestly, I gave, uh, so I gave both beers a 3.75, but a 3.75 is probably, I'd say, close to the ceiling for a Meritzen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that was a really solid Meritzen. Like, that's the thing, is, like, Hidden Cove, I've had a number of different things from them. Um, I mean, I think that the inventive, the most inventive thing I've had from them that I rather liked was they have a like i think it's a lager that's got jalapenos in it and like Mm. it's a nice it's a well-balanced thing um i i feel like they might have had some like barrel age stuff at some point that was actually pretty solid but like on the whole it's like their beer is not wildly exciting to me but like there is something to be said for a place that can do you know basic styles well and yeah uh yeah. so hey untapped get on top of this like we, we need to have style specific ratings as well because what emily's essentially trying to say is that's what like a five star fucking marathon yeah, <clears throat> yeah. or like a 4.75 style specific or something like that yeah it's a very solid style specific it's just that like you compare it to all of the other beers i've ever had and it's gonna fall flat but like you know where the ceiling for a New England style IPA is five, 3.75 is not that great. And that was actually probably being a little bit generous still. Yeah. All right. Well, Emily finishes up her beer. I'm going to talk for a second about two beers not from Massachusetts, just because we had them and they were delicious. So if you find yourself at row 34 in Burlington, I I have no idea if they're at the other locations as well, but they were specifically at Burlington. Currently, they have two canned sours from Jay Wakefield Brewing in somewhere in Florida, Tampa. It's Miami. It's the Winwood Winwood District of Miami. Uh, One of them is one of my favorite beers of all time that if I get it all the time, I just drink it all the time. Uh, That's Haterade. Haterade, kids. It's fantastic. It's a fruited sour that tastes like red Gatorade and not the cherry kind, but fruit punch. 
Yeah, I would I would liken it more to Kool Aid is the way I usually describe it. I actually managed oh, to sell it to a yeah, dude Kool Aid when I was That's at what Craft I meant, Beer Cellar. Not... Yeah, I meant I, I meant Kool Aid, not Gatorade, but yeah. Um, I I I hate to inform you, TJ, but Craft Beer Cellar at Newton actually has like fours of it right now. Uh, I didn't buy you any because I uh, I. Look, I spent a bunch of money on stuff that we actually like, you know, could talk about slash haven't had before. But but, but I did manage to sell it to a guy while I was just standing there. But it's haterade, dude. I know. It's one of those things like, you know, smooth beats Miami that every time I see it, I just want to get it. I know, but there's so much out there to drink. I know. It's also like that cotton candy beer. Shit, do we have one of those like on deck, or did we already do that? I think we already did no, that. No, we have it on deck. Nice. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, right. folks, we remember deal. how we keep talking about this like cotton candy I- I- IPA? Yeah, we're absolutely going to fucking do that at some point. You people can listen to me bitch about why. Well, it's a lesson in why you can't always trust untapped ratings. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, if you- that's, hey, if you if anybody comes away from this show with anything, I hope the lesson they learned is like our word is not God. What oh, yeah. we love about beer is that there's a literal fucking galaxy of it out there. And there's something for everybody, but it doesn't mean that everything is for everybody. Yeah, and I think that it's also I mean another lesson I think is that Untapped is an extremely useful tool, if nothing else, for cataloging, you know, your own stuff. Because, like, again, once you get into, like, the thousands of beers range, like, good luck holding all of that shit in your head and remembering what the fuck you've had. Like, before I had, like, I, it's like, I have a vague inkling of stuff that I've had, like, before Untapped, but, like, I can't, I can't necessarily remember for sure if I've had it and what I thought of it. And like, I have the same problem with all the crap that we have had at beer fest, but anyway, but um, like what, what I even still think the same thing about a beer that I had four years prior. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of it. But like at the same time, you know, and like, yes, untapped ratings for something that's like very unique are ne- necessarily going to be indicative of your own personal taste yes i'm i'm done with mine too all right fantastic we're gonna move on to beer number two folks beer number two of our stone face double feature this week of drinking beers is ddh full clip it's a double dry hop version of a new england style ipa with uh, i'm guessing hops in it so three two one crack no oh, i did spray myself a little this time but yeah, anyway, um, they're de- like, but you know, say for a beer like this, I'm going to trust the untapped ratings a lot more because, you know, generally most people feel f- sort of similarly about New England style IPAs, but like, you add something weird like fucking cotton candy into it and you're going to lose a whole bunch of people automatically. So, yeah, you, know. you and I really do enjoy some weird shit. We like the weird shit. The hammer is my penis. No, it's um, it's been too long since I've watched it. 
Uh, I think it's we do the weird shit. We, I understand. I was just trying well, to make we 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 do the weird stuff. Um, but like Hammer's line is something like, you know, I hear if you go on a second date that then they do the weird stuff and we do the weird stuff too. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I still haven't looked up to see what hops are in this, if they even list it. But, like, it looks like a New England IPA, New England style IPA. I didn't notice any yeast coming out in this can. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing it's mosaic again because it feels really bitey. Then there's like a sweet citrus on the back end of it. Almost like a clementine. Yeah, I do quite enjoy it. I think that I like this oh, crap. one more than Thanks I'll Walk. Oh, crap. I do oh, too. Crap. Um, I think I need to go. I screwed up. Because that wasn't the base version of Haterade. Oh, it wasn't? No, no, now I need to go fucking find it because there's a blue raspberry lemon version of Haterade and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Dear audience, you cannot see (laughs) my face, but hopefully I'm exaggerating it well via voice. Yes. Fuck you, uh, Emily. How do you not get a blue raspberry variant? I didn't realize it was different. <sighs> okay, so. Wow, that's going to suck to edit because it's going to be like really loud. Whatever. Um, how yeah. do I. Place a drizzly order and to... have it sent to my house. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Do you have a craft beer seller that like delivers to you? Because I, I don't I think I do. No, I have no idea. But if they're on Drizzly, well, then you could get them probably delivered to me. Yeah, we might yeah. need to sort that so yeah um uh, i now now i i have all of the regrets again like all of the regrets literally all of them if you're gonna be loud back off the mic a little bit you you know like yeah 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 like can can you not see your your waves damn it no i can't i'm looking at you not not zencaster i don't have both windows up oh well, then screws for you. I, mean, um, I guess I could I could cast my Zencaster tab to my TV. But... No, I wouldn't do that because I'd probably like could fuck up with some things. Um, hey, let's keep on keeping on. So DDH full clip. Uh, what um, hops are in it? Here, while you look that up, the other beer that we had from jay wakefield was their blueberry crumble it was another sour and it was tasty i don't know i like haterade more 
Haterade's the kind yeah. of thing that I could like just sit in a porch in a rocking chair on a hot summer day and just sip on all day. As long as I had a uh, Yeti koozie so it stayed cold. <laughs> okay, so DDH full clip just shows double the amount of dry hop. And now I have to fucking search again because stupid For full clip? Is... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wish they gave us like related beers. Yeah, that would be helpful too. So full clip is Citra, Idaho Seven, and Simcoe. Okay, it's the Simcoe that I'm getting. Like the, like certain hops, it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's like that, like that noticeable hop bitterness. I mean, I think that Stoneface has a tendency to to like leave some of that in stylistically. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I think that they do a bit more in the whirlpool than you know, like someplace like Treehouse probably does, but um, yeah, I think that also certain hops give you a bit more of that bitterness straight up, and I think Simcoe is one of those. But yeah, I mean, Stoneface is full clip, solid, basic, Nothing I would get super excited about. I'm not sure that I would get super pumped about this. It's like an average, like 4.13 or something. And like, it's not I'm bad. Not sure I, I think it's tasty. I think that 4.13 is a little high. Like, I I'd probably give it a four. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I also agree. feel like I'm finding myself liking Idaho 7 less than I used to. I agree, like, and I don't know if it's that my palate's changed or it's that if yeah, the flavor I mean, has changed over the generations of Idaho Seven, because that I could would be assume a that it's more me than I, anything I would, else. I, I would guess it's more me as well, because I recently got some um, one hop this time Idaho Seven from Night Shift as well, and it's like I still like it, but I don't love the hop as much as I used to. I agree. I mean, I'm and not even sure what me. like my favorite would be these days. I kind of want to lean towards like Vic Secret. Or like El Dorado or something. Like that's the thing yeah. is I've always liked El Dorado and that hasn't changed, but you're right. With for like I've been kind of feeling the same thing that like Idaho 7 doesn't do it for me as much as it used to. Like, it sort of blends in my mind with the other stuff that's, you know, like Simcoe that just, you know, it's like, it's not bad. I have no complaints, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't excite me either. I feel you on that. But it's still a tasty beer. But even still, I'd probably only give it like a four. Like, if you like New England style IPAs, I would recommend trying it out. I Again, like, Stoneface, they don't really do anything amazing. But I also don't think they do anything bad. Agreed. I, I definitely agree with that statement. Um, oh, man. One of these days I want to go back to Pipe Dream, speaking of New Hampshire shit. It's a fun place to hang out, too. I've never been. But, uh, alrighty, let, let's keep on keeping on. Yeah, I think now at the we're at the point where we'd be talking about uh, the stuff that we had on the Vermont our... excursion. Yes, All right. not not even Vermont excursion, 
the Brattleboro excursion by way of Florida. <laughs> Yay! What are we at for runtime anyway? Uh, 48 minutes. So we can either hold off. Actually, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to hold off on the Brattleboro stuff for next episode. Because I think we're yeah. going to do a couple of uh, things from Hermit Thrush and tie all that shit together with that. So let's talk some fucking pop culture for our last like 10 to 20. Um, so I, uh, I introduced a new person to Willie's Wonderland. Oh, nice. Always good. Yeah. Um, highly recommend if you are a follower of the one true God, or if you want to say it right, our, our backslash one true God, um, Nicholas Cage, Willie's Wonderland is a definite good one and perfect for this time of year. If you just want like fun, bad horror, like, well, that's it, the it's, thing. It's such a it good is... bad, but I, well, I'm biased. Yeah. I love, I love bad horror. That's the thing, though, is it's a very, it's it is it is technically bad horror. It's got a lot of like, I mean, they, they definitely have some really pulpy sort of filming styles. But that's the thing, though. The thing that really impresses me the more I watch Willy's Wonderland because I've now seen it like three times, um, is the fact that like. It's not just it's not like a straight up. Oh, it's a you know good bad horror movie. It's a very purposeful, exquisitely executed good bad horror movie. Like, yes, it does exactly what it's trying to do, and it does it masterfully. It exactly like the you know the the script is like noticeable. It's like purposely bad in all of the right places. You know, like you have well, the, and it's, the, tra uh, the trashy girl who's like exactly what you expect her to be. She's like an absolute caricature of that type of person. Like, And to make Nicolas Cage have zero lines. So it's uh -huh. just like, no, Cage, we just want you to cage it up. Like, like we yep. want you to essentially be a silent actor. We want to know yeah. what you're thinking and feeling by how you act <laughs> yeah it's facial expressions body language um some grunty kind of noises and that's it um but the other thing is is like i don't think he even has the, like many grunty noises i think he might get like three in the movie tops and i'm not like, even sure about that no he gets he gets more than you're thinking he does because mm. I, I literally just watched it um the the direction and the cinematography, the shot choices, like all of that stuff is like it's mass like it's it's all of it is perfectly controlled. Like it is meant to convey exactly what it's going, you know. It's meant to look exactly the way it does, is I guess what I'm saying. Yes. It took an idea and it executed it to the best of their ability, which was essentially a tentpole film quality. For a D movie. Not that yeah. I think the movie's a D, but like it's going for that schlocky aesthetic. It's essentially like Five Night at Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and I but like you know it has some of the same like you know weird lighting and filter choices that like the first half of Mandy does. It has some of the like really pulpy like 
very particular like warm filter you know scenes outside like you know certain other movies like no it's just i mean speaking yeah. of mandy i gotta get you to watch um beyond the black rainbow because that i think is the first feature that uh mandy director panos cosmatos directed it's worth yeah. watching um but i also forgot uh, like do you have anything else to say about um willie's wonderland other than it's rad it's rad check it out it's halloween time it's on hulu you can watch it now if you have Hulu. it would make an excellent midnight movie i don't know what you could do to include like you know more if i don't know that how you i don't i don't know how you could do audience participation i don't see a way to have audience participation with it i don't either unfortunately but it would still make a rad midnight movie um totally forgot we do have a little more of beer talk because uh, this week on tj's weird shit corner i got a 12 pack that was a mix of four different kinds of harpoon duncan beers fuck um surprisingly enough two of them didn't suck two Whoa. of them sucked um so would you like to start off with suck or non-suck let's start off with suck and then go to the stuff that's better all right so Keep cool. them listening for longer folks yeah um so the first of the suck i would definitely say is their maple cream ale um i might be biased just because i'm i don't like I don't like maple. I don't like molasses. I don't like just, you know, fucking that kind of sickly sweet unless I'm eating like a Florentine cannoli from Bova's. Um, but yeah, it was it was so gross and it might have been a decent cream ale, but like the fucking maple just ruined it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, the other one that sucked was a blueberry matcha ipa honestly i don't hate the idea of it yeah would have worked better if it wasn't like artificial blueberry flavor ew and they had actually used more matcha so it was just like gross blueberry syrup flavor with a hint of green to the taste (laughs) not not much in the matcha department so, so those were the two that sucked. Um, I'm going to go on to the one that I wasn't terribly surprised didn't suck. I'm going to finish it off with the one that I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. So the one that I wasn't terribly surprised that didn't suck was their Dunkin' Midnight. Essentially a fucking coffee porter. It's hard to okay. fuck up a coffee porter. Like... It's not, you know, a fucking five-rated beer, but as a style-specific coffee porter, it was definitely a better example of a coffee porter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Is one... that like the same one that they had before? Or are these oh, all new? I don't think that they're all new. I think that two of them were limited edition. Like the blueberry matcha and the maple cream, I think were limited edition. 
But this is... I've definitely seen one of them before. That This is, like, this year's brewings of them. Uh, the one that I was surprised didn't suck more was their Dunkin' Pumpkin. Whoa. That yeah. is surprising. Um, I thought it was more on par with uh, fucking like Southern Tears Pumpkin, which for me, really? for me is like, if I'm going to be drinking a fucking pumpkin beer, that's my go to pumpkin beer. Yeah. Like, I, I like, you know, Dogfish Head's pumpkin. Um, I think we're out of the pumpkin beer game. I'm sitting here realizing that I don't think I've had any pumpkin beer in at least five years, probably. Oh, I mean. Like any pumpkin beer at all. Wow. Good on you. I'm kind of a basic bitch at times, and I do enjoy a good pumpkin beer. It's just most of them too. suck. Yeah, but like the harpoon suck, one was kind surprisingly of, like... good. Okay. Okay. I have a hard time saying no, especially when I see pumpkin on tap somewhere. Or if it's something I haven't ha had before, because you know me, I like my weird shit, or at least I like trying weird shit. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, I was surprised how good the harpoon Duncan pumpkin was. Oh, that's yeah. Duncan and it pumpkin. was it was like yeah. actually cloudy as well. Okay. Like I, I was I was quite surprised. So check it out, guys. At least those two of those beers. Fuck the other ones. They're kind of gross. A lot gross. Yeah, they're uh or you know just if you have more money than, you know, liver capacity, perhaps skip this one. Yeah, totally skip this one. If if you're drinking on a budget, then grab yourself a discounted 12-pack <laughs> in about yeah. six months when it's all gone fucking terrible. <laughs> Except for probably I the mean, uh, porter. Porter will probably uh, still be fine. <laughs> honestly, though, it's probably like you could probably buy that 12 pack for the same price as some of the four packs that we buy for fuck's oh, sake. So uh, like um, actually a 12 pack of that, I'm sure is less expensive than a lot of the four packs we buy. Yeah, it's that's probably, a, that's it's probably like 12 to 13, whereas a number of the 12 packs we get or four packs we get are like. 14 plus. Yeah. Uh I there's there there I've I've spent you know 20 to 22 bucks on a four pack many 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 times at this Lots. point. <laughs> yeah. Um so, you know, exciting beer news that, you know, sort of leads into a future episode. So Narragansett has a new head brewer. It's a lady. All right. And she she's, you know, like, seems to be pretty good, potentially. She used to work for Craft Beer Cellar. And uh, I am in possession of a four-pack of a an actual IPA from Narragansett. Huh. 
I mean, they've made IPAs in the past. Yeah, but they have a new head brewer, which yeah. is make it makes it like an all new kind of thing. Um, we can talk about this off episode, but you got in. <laughs> uh, I need to email. Yeah, I'll we'll talk about this after off episode. So yeah, other pop culture stuff. Ooh, since it just came out today, the day of recording on the ultra popular horror streaming service Shudder, I watched VHS ninety four. I've never seen it. I mean, it's the newest. It's the fourth one in the VHS series. It's a series of I've never seen any of them. I don't think have I. Um, at most you've seen two, you've seen between zero and two. <laughs> I want to say that it's zero, but yeah, I you think know, it's closer it, to zero, but it could be like one if I was really high and I just don't remember. Um, all right. So one of my favorite sub genres of horror, I don't even know why is anthology horror. Like when anthology horror is done well. They're some of my favorite horror movies, but I still watch all of them. <laughs> yes. I really enjoy the VHS series. Uh, again, like anthology horror movie series that do them right, where there's a wraparound story that has like the sub, like the short films inside of the super story. Yes. Like that, I think, is always the way to do an anthology horror movie right. I hate just like the chapter title and short film, chapter title, short film. Like, no, mm. what, why, why am I as the audience experiencing this instead of just like, I can sit on fucking YouTube all day and watch like different horror short films. Like, wh what are you drawing me into this with? Yeah. Um, I thought that 94 had the weakest superstory. Okay. Which says a lot because most people hate on VHS viral, which was the third one. Um, but I got to get you to watch this because you've been digging body horror more and more. And mm -hmm. like this one, body horror heavy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty fucking rad. If you like anthology horror movies, if you like horror movies, if you just have a subscription to Shudder, um, fucking check it out. It's really enjoyable. <laughs> uh, if you don't have a subscription to Shudder, I don't know, email us at newenglandbeerreviews at gmail.com, and I'm sure that I can generate for you an invite code that gets you a discount. Haha. -ha. Yay. All, uh, you know. So, thing we literally just watched before we started recording this. Um, yeah, I have to say that I was overall pleased with the entire season of What If, and am very curious to see where they go with it in the future. I concur. I honestly, like, there's a lot that I loved about What If, and I don't want to do, like, anything spoiler-heavy here for that, because... You know, I mean, it might be kind of douchey. Yeah, it's rad. Check it out. It's fun. And like, I, I will say that, you know, as a. It's very attractive. Um, 
Yes, it is very attractive. As but as also as a fairly thorough, let's say, Marvel fan, um, at least um, in terms of like stuff that's been on screen since Iron Man. Anyway, let's let's keep moving. Um, oh man, I got to get you to was... watch the Blade movies, or at least the first two. Fuck there was Blade something... Trinity. There was something I've seen the first Blade movie. I don't think I saw the second one. Um, oh, the second one's something... the better one. Oh, Guillermo well, del Toro okay, directed definitely... it. Hell yeah! Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh yeah. Let's maybe we we can drag that in in a sec. Anyway, um, continuing my original thought, um, I. I can't tell you how nice it was to hear Chadwick Boseman, like, you know, not just one more time, but like through multiple episodes. And like he got, you know, basically top billing in one of the episodes of What If. And like, it's like the man's dedication to his work was admirable, but like, I I don't know that, you know, anyone else could have played T'Challa the same way that he did. And I think that it was it was just it was an absolute gift to get him here, get him be able to hear him do that role again. One last time. But yes, I agree with you, like given everything that he was going through, like personally, physically and how much of himself that he was giving to the world during that time is just commendable and really bittersweet watching this season finale and knowing it's the last performance we'll ever have from him i know i mean that's the thing though is like chad mc chadwick boseman's kind of an inspiration in the fact that it's like if that man can give that much of himself to the world while you know going through cancer it's like I have to, you know, in my own, it, it's it's another push in my own life to, you know, kind of balance the, you know, letting myself feel my feelings and, you know, you know, kind of be depressed from time to time. and But balancing that with like pushing myself to, you know, go out and do things and like, you know, be a person who lives by my values. Like it's, you know, it's like hey, he can fucking do it while, like, riddled with cancer. You can get off your ass a little bit when you're depressed. Your feelings are valid, but get the fuck up. You know? Yeah, and also, like, just don't be a shitbag in general. I mean, for me, at least goes back to, like, yeah, I see myself as different things, but, like, in terms of mainstream, I guess I'm mostly atheist, but just because I'm an atheist doesn't mean that you know, I'm sacrificing animals to my non-god. I, I, I don't know. But. I mean, if you're an atheist and you're sacrificing animals, you just like doing it. You yeah. don't, you don't, you're not like. But then again, you're even, just, if, even if you're Christian and you like sacrificing animals, aren't you just using your Christianity as an excuse to sacrifice said animals to your blood god i mean how is that any different than what modern day christians like to do with you know women and children especially but you know people in general or anyone who's not like them yeah 
I mean, we might lose people with this one, but I'm just not a fan of organized religion. Like, I guess that's why I see myself mostly as existentialist, because it's like, just don't be a shitbag. It's not that hard. You're responsible for your actions. You're not going to be absolved every Sunday by, you know, Sky Daddy with his, like, white face and white beard. No, like, just don't be a fucking shitbag to other people. (sighs) Yeah, basically. I mean, even as a pagan, like, you know, I, I te- I've I always tended to steer away from, like, the more organized forms of that. But, but like, it, again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's entirely a function. I don't think that every person who belongs to and identifies with an organized religion is that kind of person. I just think that it is far too easy to fall into the trap of using that as an excuse to because you can much like many anthology books you know you could find a lot of different you know because you have different authors you could have a lot of different conflicting information within a singular book that could potentially you know um but you see i would dig the fuck out of that because then you you're dealing with like unreliable narrator it makes me think of uh, Haunted by uh, Chuck Palahniuk, that it's essentially an anthology short story book, but it has a super story that connects together all of the short stories throughout it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's more or less, I think, what the Bible sort of is in a lot of ways, but I don't think that it was ever meant to be taken as, you know, the literal word of God. I think that, you know... I don't know, man. I think that. I mean, also the our perception. It's been twisted and misinterpreted. Yeah, our perception of the Christian Bible is these days mostly the King James version, and a lot of that was like heavily edited in the 1300s. And it's like, how the fuck do you know what Jesus was like if he actually was a real person instead of just you know fables. Yeah. Like it's Aesop's fables, but with a centralized character connecting the stories together. Damn, I never thought about the Bible as an anthology. Mind blown. Yeah. I mean, it is though. Like it's just Well, especially oh. the New Testament is just like different people saying the same thing up until we get to revelations and then revelations is i'm this guy in the 1300s doing a bunch of psychedelics yeah i mean i feel like i feel like organized religion has done positive and negative things for society throughout its history i mean i would say as a whole it's done more negative holy shit we should totally get off this topic I don't know, man. It's because you're thinking of the more specific, famous examples of negative. I think that it's it, like by and large. I think it, that on an individual level, it can do good. As an organization, it does bad. Well, to see, that's the thing, though, is like that feeds less and into how, the organized how you, religion how is bad you, thing and more into giving giving individual humans power is bad. How, how do you balance well that's why we've also talked about what we really want is a benevolent dictator we we don't want to have choice but we want to feel like we have choice but yeah um 
but how do you balance the scales between like genocide and Kirsty Lee feeling like she's got a place to be with God? Like, <laughs> I think that that you, I think that you do that through um, social conventions more than anything. I think that you know teaching people tolerance and you know, like basic human rights and caring about your neighbor, you know, sometimes, you know, like, again, you do have your response. First responsibility is yourself, but you need to also recognize that you may have to make sacrifices for the greater world around you. Now, if organized religion existed in a context of like everybody talking, you know, being the way that I just explained, then I think that, you know, that it could be an extremely positive influence because you would mostly organized religion would be more about like giving you hope through your own difficult times but and like maybe giving you hope for the future. But, but like, but that's, that's not how it's used currently. That's yes. not how our society functions. Also, America is back, back in, off like, your like, mic or stop yelling in it. One of the two. America um. <laughs> is an incredibly selfish country full of like self-centered douchebags for the most part. And yeah, I don't know. Again, it's like, I don't, at this point in, you know, in history, it's like, I don't know how to teach people how to, how to Suck fucking less. care about other people. Yeah. How, do, how the fuck don't... do I teach you? If you don't already, if you don't have, if you don't care about other people, if you don't have compassion, if you're not willing to like give up things so that other people aren't suffering, like, I don't know how to fucking teach you those values. Well, Emily, you 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 were present there for one of my hells because like there are many hells that exist in my mind. One of the hells that I've actually experienced while with you was Sunday at San Diego Comic-Con, waking up late at 8 a.m. to get in line for the Doctor Who panel at noon. There we stood for 4 hours, nearing, nearing, nearing ever near to the front of the line for the Doctor Who panel. The entire time we were there for those four hours, there was a man screeching into a megaphone that if we didn't believe in his God and didn't follow his God, then we were going to hell. That. Cool. See you there, buddy. That is one of my hells. I'm bringing the beer. And... uh, like evangelist no i feel like he was something even lamer than that no i mean i um he wasn't born again no it was something else maybe oh he might have been born again i thought it was something else though but yeah um like hey man that's a lot of my problem with you know religions and it doesn't matter which religion it is is everybody is of the myopic viewpoint that if Everybody else believe- doesn't believe in their version of God, then that's the wrong God. Because their version is the right God. And it's like, you know what? The God, if if there's a God, <laughs> wouldn't they be many-faced? I mean... And I'm not saying that in, like, Game of I Thrones, was- many-faced God. But, like, I believe... I, I would... If somebody told me that there was, like, a bearded white dude up in the sky, and that was God, capital G, 
I would have a harder time believing that than if somebody said to me, oh, yes, these mice over here are actually operating this organic computer program that you're a part of to figure out the answer. Well, the question to life, the universe and everything. I would have an easier time believing that. Agreed. I I just yeah, it's. But it's one of those say that both of those things aren't the same. Like, loose paganism for me is mostly about, like, believing that there's stuff greater than yourself. And it's like, how that, you know, represents itself in your mind is a matter of personal opinion, I guess. And, like, but I've always viewed it as, like, just sort of the energy that's at work in the world around me and just sort of giving, you know, focus and personification to it. But... Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little too much intelligent design to me. No, it's like, how does anybody believe that that's a thing? Then again, how do people believe the Earth is flat? I... <sighs> the quantum physics is one of those things that hey, makes if you there's believe anybody... more, in, more slash less in, in, in intelligent design, because it's less of like one person set this up and more just like the universe is full of patterns we don't see. Yeah. I mean, the universe is full of patterns that we do see. We just don't... Ignore them? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we do ignore them, but yes. Yes. But it's like, look at how the Milky Way spirals. Look at how a sunflower forms. Look at our DNA. Look at the miracle of our fucking circulatory system, for Christ's sake. It's amazing it works as well as it does as long as it does. (laughs) So, oh man, God Designs. That's a good subreddit. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I haven't even checked that one out. I mean, it's not as active as it used to be, but it's still pretty funny stuff. My my Google Home is showing me a picture of Boston. I'm like, that's the Prue. Hey, that's Boston from the Charles. Ah. It's pretty co- neat. Cool. I think Shut up, okay? It made me happy. Um, I don't know, Em. I'm we're at, like to be happy. We're we're at 118. No, you're not. Uh, clearly. <laughs> I mean, no one like that's No, the other thing we're, we're not we're not we're not. We're at 118. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap Are it up we? for me. Yeah, wrap it up, man. Because you, you know I, what would, we, I would... Nope. I can go I, full I, existential I, crisis no, right now, no, you know? Nope. Nope. Because... Are you sure? Yeah, yes. Are, yeah. are, you, are, yeah. you, are you sure? Yes. Yes. I also need to uh, pee and want to smoke <gasps> soon, so... Oh, that was a weak-ass Yeah. Part. I had a better one that I did. Like, I pulled back from the mic so I wouldn't be, like, too loud. And no. it was like, oh. You, you, you always push in with a good burp. Well, yeah. yeah. What, I, wrap I was it, hoping wrap, for another good one. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, 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 wrap it up. Wrap it up for me, man. Um, Where can they check us out? I'm TJ Davis, and I'm the biggest no. idiot ever. If you're going to be loud, back off the mic. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Whatever. Anyway. So wrap it up for me. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at 
New England beer reviews, I think, or any beer reviews. I'm not fucking sure. It depends on the the which platform you're on. I think that Just Twitter is at any beer reviews. Instagram and Facebook are both New England beer reviews, fully spelled out. Uh, if you have any trouble with it, you can email yeah. us at New England beer reviews, fully spelled out at Gmail, or you can give us some of your money so we can like. Have you know, checked the Patreon in a money. while? Because I haven't no, touched it. I, and... I haven't. Um, so, hey, maybe you're giving us money and we just if, don't know. I was going to say, if that's if the we case, have... thank you. We'll, we'll figure it out soon. I'm guessing probably not outside of Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. I mean, if we have a second Patreon, or if we have a second patron, then we're obligated to start doing our fucking bonus episodes, which we yes. may now be down to one, but, you know, we'll see. Well, no, we have four. Oh, we were going to do separate episodes for those? Yeah, it's beer and a movie. It's beer and a movie. 30 minutes with a beer and a movie. No. Yes, we're going to talk about this off episode. All right. Fuck you guys. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, We love you. Screw you guys. I'm going home. All right. Yeah. Episode end in three, two, one. Oh my god!